Welcome to Birth Stories in Color, a podcast creating community for people of color to share and learn from birth stories of all types. I'm your host, Laurel Gurrier. Today's episode features Lauren Turner. She is a doula and artist serving the Baltimore area. Lauren's art is amazing, and she has a wonderful way of utilizing it to capture the magic of all that is parenthood. Today, we will get to hear her journey and how this has influenced her work in supporting families. So hello, Lauren. Welcome to the show. (laughs) So excited to have you on here. Um, I think when I reached out to you, I might have told you this, but I used your coloring pages during my son's home birth. I actually had all of my my family members color one, and they were like up around um, at like oh, that's points. Awesome. yeah. So yes, I, was really yes. Excited. I love that. <laughs> I love that. That's yeah. exactly why I created them. I wanted, you know, you already know. You yeah. use them exactly what I, how I wanted it to um, be used for. So it was, it was a really great way of like getting everybody involved, and especially my younger sister couldn't because we we did a home birth and it was at my parents' home, and my youngest sister. Mm-hmm is still in college so she wasn't able to be there but I felt like that was an also a really good way to like have her presence there so yes, that energy. yeah exactly but can you start by telling a little bit about yourself and your family so I am in Baltimore I was raised in Baltimore um, I have two kids I have a little girl and a little boy um, and my husband he's actually right over there <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> He's on the phone. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've always loved art. Um, and I guess one of the major things about art for me, um, most of the artwork that I created in high school was of white women. Um, because, you know, it was like nude art. And mm-hmm. we basically paint, painted from like, like live um, models. So now I'm actually painting black women in the way that I've always wanted to paint them. Yes. Um, all right. Well, we're going to jump into it, but can you tell us a little bit about your pregnancy? Okay. Um, so my son, he was born in July. My pregnancy was pretty awesome. I felt very supported um, with my son. Um, and it was a, it was an awesome pregnancy. It was my first one. I was excited. Yeah. Um, and so on Facebook, I actually posted, I said, Oh guys, I'm pregnant. Everyone was so happy. And, um, I had an art teacher from my high school reach out to me and she said, do you know about birth? I'm like, yeah, you like birth in hospital. Like, because <laughs> I didn't know anything about it. Right. Yeah. And so I'm just like, I guess so. And she sends me this documentary, the business of being born. Mm-hmm. And so me and my husband watched and we're like, what? <laughs> How could these women have babies in, um, you know, home? But then I researched a little bit more and I was like, I cannot, I can't do the hospital. And so I never did. (laughs) (laughs) I I had low risk births. So I got the opportunity of having a midwife present with both of my home births. Um, So I had, you know, two home births and they were very different. Like I learned a lot. Let's just say that. Um, So my birth experience with my son was very positive. Um, he was born in July and the birds were chirping and it was around seven o'clock and it was just so magical and I wasn't scared and I was fearless. And, um, it was like a textbook birth, right? Mm. My daughter, (laughs) my daughter was very challenging. Um, pregnancy was very challenging. Um, 
that actually carried weight into my my delivery with her mm-hmm. um and so i was stuck in transition my midwife actually showed me she actually showed me why it's so important for women to have options right um so instead of saying okay baby's not moving down because her shoulders got stuck we found that out um towards the end but instead of saying shoulders got stuck let's do a c-section mm-hmm. she put me in different positions that help baby move down yeah and so you know i still had two positive birth experiences but both completely different and both taught me like a lot (laughs) yeah um the options piece is just so important it's so important and that doing things to let your body and your baby work together to do the work Mm -hmm. instead of just automatically like okay you can't do it let's go exactly um and in some cases that's needed but like give your body and baby a chance Right. And we were given the opportunity. Um, so my midwife never did any cervical checks. Um, she was kind of hands off where she would just come in with a Doppler here and now. But, you know, I would I wouldn't change my experience of getting a midwife, a home midwife at all. Like it was yeah. the best decision I've ever made for myself. You said that, you know, your pregnancy was great with your son. Um, and then, you know, you you were, you got attention from the business of being birth. How did you, um, how did you go about like shifting everything, um, to prepare for a home birth and, and okay. Yeah. How did, how did that shift kind of like happen? This was a unique situation. This was so unique. Um, so let's say in the, um, in Baltimore, right. In the state of Maryland, it was illegal to have a baby at home with the presence of a midwife. So that meant that like, if I would have said my, my midwife's name, she could have went to jail for it. I, I found her by calling this person and calling that person and calling a different person. Um, and so it looked like me pretending like I wasn't doing a home birth. So I had like a, like a, um, a regular doctor that was going to possibly deliver my baby. Mm-hmm. And um, I was going to, you know, do, do my payment with my midwife and I did prenatals with her. So I basically had two doctors. Um, and so my, my doctor is also like licensed. It's not someone that is posing as a midwife. It's she's actually licensed um, in a different state. Okay. Um, so that was very unique because I got a chance to look at both sides of it, right? Like I went to the doctor's. And she was like, oh, yeah, I'm pro-natural birth. But she wasn't really pro-natural birth. She said she was, but towards the end, I could see by her body language that she wasn't. Yeah. Um, and at the last minute, I decided just to stop and just continue with doing my home birth route. Um, but it was a, a unique situation because, you know, I was kind of lying to the office saying that. Right, right. You know, um, just so I can have my, um, was it sonogram and make sure everything was okay. Right. Um, for me, that's what I wanted. For other women, sometimes women don't even have sonograms, but that's what I wanted to do at the time. So, yeah, <laughs> you yes. know, and it's it's so frustrating <laughs> that it has to be that way to get the care that feels right for you. Yeah, um, it is. You have to go through these like loops and and all of that just to have a, a home birth. But the best thing about it, though, is the fact that I got to see how doctors react to you. Mm-hmm. Like um, what I went through kind of helps me with my, my clients because I'm like, OK, do they really 
do they really want you to have a natural birth? Are they going to allow you to have a natural birth? And they sometimes are like, yeah, but it feels like they don't. Okay, change your provider. <laughs> right. <laughs> if, if they don't make you feel wholeheartedly that they'll support your decision, change. Right. So, right. yeah. And it's, you know, and a lot of people don't, don't think that they have that option. It's like, no, this, I'm like stuck with this doctor. And it's like, no, at any point, for the most part, like you can shift care providers. You have to find, like, if it's super late in your pregnancy, finding someone right. to take you on. But like, you can always, and I tell people, even the day of your birth, you can fire a doctor. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. We've done it. Yeah. Like, we've goodbye, done it. See you later. So, you started to touch on it a little bit, but um, can you tell us about your son's birth a little bit more in detail? Like, how did things start for you? Did you have the present or was it just the midwife and, and your husband? Or Yeah, so it started in the morning. Um, I think it was like around like five or six. I called them with so much excitement. I'm like, oh, I'm in labor. I, I can remember like it was yesterday because I was so excited and I didn't do homework and understanding of how labor progressed. I just kind of like relied on them to tell me. I was so excited. And they're like, you know, we're, we're going to be here for a while. Why don't you just take a walk around the neighborhood? So I was walking. I was eating. Um, I was sleeping. I was taking baths. I was laughing. I was watching movies. It came to a point where I did not want to be around them. Like I didn't want to be around anyone. So I found myself in this this bathtub. <laughs> this bathtub came with our house, right? And it was ugly and blue and it just I just hate it. I've never <laughs> taken baths in it. But that day Yeah. <laughs> so I just got in the bathtub and turned the lights off and I was alone. And all of a sudden I started, you know, feeling like the height. So every time I would have a, a wave, like a contraction, mm-hmm. I would lift myself all the way out of the tub. And that made me feel like happy, like just yeah. like allowing my body to just, just take it all and then come back. Yeah. And I started like doing the, <clears throat> I started, <clears throat> and they're like, oh, wait, we got to get the tub ready. <laughs> yeah, because they didn't want me to have the baby in the bathtub. So they yeah. scrung around and everybody was like, you got to get out the tub. And I'm like, I'm not getting out. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm not getting out of here. But my husband managed to make the, you know, everything perfect. And I walked in the room. It was my son's room. It's awesome to, like, look at my son's room and say, like, this That's is where I had yeah. you. Um, yeah. And the same thing with my daughter. This is where I had you. Yeah. But, you know, my daughter's situation was very um challenging uh, like in the beginning of my pregnancy or with my pregnancy with my daughter i had like family issues um really deep rooted family issues to the point where um i i actually started having ptsd or really close to having ptsd um and so towards like 2 weeks where i'm supposed to have baby because you know your due date is not your date right and that's yeah when i'm supposed to have baby my um we we ordered a new bed and the bed was higher than the nightstand so my my son basically picked up a cup of really really hot tea and he like he poured it all the way down his um his uh neck area and so all I could hear was a loud scream yeah. um, and he got third degree burn. And when the, oh, wow. the, yeah, when the amylams came, they were like, he's going to need skin grafts. Like they, they were like, he's going to need skin grafts. So I'm like pregnant and I'm like, you know, going back and forth on, and I'm just like, and so much, you know, just drama. Yeah. And 
it was just really hard. So all of that weight came into my birth. It was hard, like having Kayla, but as soon as she came to me, like she helped me, like she was the reason why I held on. And I say that as like breastfeeding, I would, I would use, I would literally use my daughter as a drug, right? Like I would just put her on my breast and I would get a high. And so every time I felt really depressed, I would just breastfeed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that literally helped me through my, my whole postpartum. Um, and yeah, I was going through a lot, but being, becoming a doula, you know, helped me understand what it was, what was going on with me. And I felt like I wasn't supported. Um, even though I had my husband, you know, I wasn't supported by the people that I felt really close to. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a little bit about my, yeah. yeah. And I think it's, um, you know, we, as doulas, I think bring this up a lot, but you know, people understanding that experiences and, and things before you get pregnant or things you're going through do sit in your body and can find their way into your birth. And if right. you don't, if you don't understand it, then you're like, why are we here? Why am I still at this point of my, my birth? Or why have things all of a sudden stalled? Or it's like, if you haven't had an opportunity to process that out or understand how that's like sitting with you, it can really affect it can. how it goes for you. Um, and so taking the time to like, think about that. And when we think about, you know, um, especially for people of color and, and their birth experiences and how much like our daily lives and our mm-hmm. own experiences sit yeah. in our bodies and why we see the rates of deaths and, 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 um, complications. Cause it's just right. like an attack yeah. on our, like, you know, you're like constantly yeah. in the, the fight or flight, um, response, but it is wonderful though, to hear that your daughter was able to help you heal a little bit. And man, she still helped me. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, and, and that's, that's really powerful. Um, yeah. and just, and, and speaks to just how powerful that bond can be. It, it, it is definitely in breastfeeding. Um, man, if, if I didn't have, if I didn't know, or if I didn't try to breastfeed, I couldn't imagine getting through it. I'll have points that I just didn't feel like being here. You know what I mean? Like that's how, how strong it was for me. Um, but breastfeeding, <laughs> it, it really was a drug. And I still use her. She's still breastfeeding and she's almost two. She'll be um, two in March. That's, that's wonderful. And it makes me happy when people are able to find that place too with their breastfeeding journey. Um, yeah. Because I do think, you know, we don't, we don't talk enough about how tough it can be. But I think when you start... <laughs> <laughs> when you find your rhythm though... It is, it's one of, it, it can be, it can be, um, I don't say, I don't want to speak for everyone, but it can be a really like wonderful thing. And I was actually talking to my husband about it the other night. I was nursing my son. He's gotten to that age where he's like moving all around. Oh yeah. Like, only like the, the nurse session right before bed where he's like super calm and just like, and I'm like, oh, this, this is like, yes. Rub his little chunky thighs and like eyelashes, yes. <laughs> and just feeling the hair. Maybe remove some of the food that you dropped yes. in a couple. Of- <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, can you, um, you know, art is clearly like a big part of your life. Um, when did you start utilizing it, like as a, a vessel to reflect like birth and postpartum stuff? Mm. And did you use it for your own? 
journey. I had a situation um, that made me not want to do art. So I, I think from like since 20 and now I'm like 28, right? Mm. I, I haven't been painting. I started like looking, like I said about the school, the art school, I started looking online and I'm like, okay, whenever I saw a really cool painting or a really cool piece of photography, I would go back to the people who posted it. And I seen that it wasn't a lot of like black women you know, posting art or posting anything that really like this is this is how can I say this in a <laughs> without okay? It's important to have black representation from black people. And that and that's how it feels to me. And so um my me not wanting to paint anymore made me like, okay, I need to paint. Like this needs to happen. I need to just start doing it. So um after I think it was in October, um, I painted my first painting of, no, it wasn't October. Oh man. And the, the first painting I've done as far as this, um, subject matter was one of my close friend, Ashley, um, watching her birth at a birth center. I can't remember the, the time period, but it was recent. It was less than a year ago. So that's, that's kind of like the timeline that I've been on. It just, it just happened. I just got so inspired by her birth. She had a um, birth center birth. Um, her birth was like my second, right? Where they say the, the second comes fast. Mm. <laughs> and, um, you know, she was told this so many times. It didn't come fast for her. She had a, a time period where she was scared that she wasn't going to have baby at the birth center. Mm. And it was a very emotional experience because her husband was a straight up dad love. They, they did, um, I think it was like Lamaze. They did those um, childbirth ed classes and it was an emotional and spiritual moment. So I'm like taking pictures. Like I'm her photographer and her doula. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, this, this is a lot of weight. So I took that weight home and I just started painting. That's kind of how it happened. Just seeing her being in the, the mind frame of, I might not be able to have the baby the way that I want to have this baby. And, you know, she was really similar to me. She is very similar because she is scared of hospitals. Um, so yeah, that kind of like started it. Yeah. And then I went to my, my other client, Daisy, and she had a very, like, I, I've always, I kind of hold all my clients close, you know, mm -hmm. and um, pretty much everyone that I work with, I do a painting of because they have a story and I feel like it's important to show the story, even if they don't want to say the story. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how it started. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's great. We as birth workers have to process births too, because there's mm -hmm. a, there's a lot and there's a lot of, of giving and taking in that environment and you leave home with all of that on you. And like, how do you release that? Um, you know, yeah. you know, details, but you need a space to like free yourself of that. And I think it's wonderful that like art is yeah. a really great way for you to do that. That's, that's wonderful. Um, yeah. And I, we've talked about this a little bit like in the beginning, but the stuff, you know, you have coloring books out, breastfeeding coloring books, maternity coloring books. Um, yes. How do you envision people to use these tools? I gave an example at the beginning, but other ways. Exactly. <laughs> you. Like, you already know, like, yeah. I just want them to do more art. So I have a lot of people around me that say, I don't paint or like, I don't really know how to do this. Just sit down and do something. And maybe the coloring book is a guide for you to start adding color, maybe looking at color theory or getting interested in adding art into your daily life. So 
what you did is exactly what I want people to do. I want people to just start incorporating art and, ex- and start incorporating the whole family in the bird. And, you know, like blessing ways, um, baby showers, yeah. really like allowing yourself to kind of go free and allowing yourself to include family members that you may not want physically in the room with you, <laughs> yeah. you know, um, you know, it, it's, it's the same. It's, it's like the same thing, just including family and expressing yourself through art. Yeah. And I think a really, a really cool thing that I'm, I'm thinking about now, um, when like family members are cult, when my family members were like coloring the pages is the like time and patience all of them took to actually like really do a good job and like the different, like looking at who used what colors and I don't know, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but there was just something about that that was really powerful. Like the thoughtfulness that went into making sure that image was like perfect. And even some of them like wrote stuff above it and it became something much more than I even thought about what it could be. But um, it's like writing, like, it's like writing you like something that relates to the birth. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, like my, di- my brushstroke is different from another person's brushstroke. The way that someone uses the form of color, you know, it, it could really help someone to look at something that reminded them of a safe place or a safe person. Yeah. I'm glad that you realized that. <laughs> yeah. So before I go into how to asking you like how to get people connected, something I want to jump all the way back to, and, and, you know, you, you can um, give as much detail as you want on this. Your daughter is about to be two and you're still nursing. Can we talk yeah. about that a little bit? Can we talk? Please. About, um, Cause I don't, you know, <laughs> we actually haven't talked about, you know, some people call it extended breastfeeding or extended nursing, but, or nursing toddlers, but can we talk like, how is that for you? Any, like, what's the pushback that you might be getting or how long do you? I can tell you one thing. I had a family member who told me that I couldn't breastfeed in their house in front of their partner. I can tell you that the, the community that I, I had, right. Um, wasn't like the best. And sometimes when you don't have the best community that agrees with your philosophy, it might mess up your, what's going on with you. But now I'm surrounding myself with friends who do breastfeed um, and they might use their covers or they might, you know, have friends who want to just pull it out, (laughs) you know, and it's just okay. Um, But I think it's important to let people be them. So if I want to breastfeed and my daughter is four, like you're not paying any of my bills. So (laughs) what you, you can't tell me not to breastfeed my daughter. My situation, my situation is kind of unique because my daughter isn't trying to keep up with her breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. And it's so, it's, it breaks my heart because, you know, like the beginning and, and how she started was like founded on breastfeeding. That's how I kind of got out of my little, my rut, um, not my rut, but how I was feeling emotionally. Yeah. So she's breastfeeding whenever she wants to. And sometimes that could look like she's breastfeeding once a day. Sometimes she goes like two days without breastfeeding. Um, but I'm here for her. And, you know, I, it's a relationship. Um, if she <laughs> want to breastfeed from me, that's okay. I have to deal with it. Um, if she wants to breastfeed from me, hey, look, I'll pull it out and <laughs> put it right on. Mm-hmm. You know, this is, how, this is who I am. And I'm a doula and I am trying to normalize breastfeeding and birth. So I have to, like, <laughs> this is yeah. the path that I, you know, I want to go down. So, yeah. 
I mean, with anything, it has to be something that you're comfortable with doing. Like you said, it's a relationship. So you're one going to follow her lead and and she's going to follow your lead. And when you're like, when you're both at a point, like, okay, we're done with this now, then that's fine. Um, And some, some things that I've like heard some people talk about is, oh, like it has no nutritional value. Once they get to it, they don't know. I'm like, um, they don't know. know. What is cow's milk better? Like milk from a baby cow? You know, there's still there's still nutrients in there. There's still also like beyond just nursing for for feeding. Like clearly, she's getting a lot more of her her nourishment from food. Yeah, yeah. Um, There's also the comfort piece too. Like right. sometimes I nurse my son because he's just uncomfortable or just needs right. to be close and that's fine as well. But I, and, and I, I think sometimes we try to make it so that kids are like separated, you know, um, I don't want my daughter to be separated from me. I want her to nurse. I want her to know that I'm her comfort. I'm not going to let that go. Like mm-hmm. I coast, um, I coast slept with my daughter up until a certain point. Like I'm all for, nurturing the child mm-hmm. you know um and that looks like breastfeeding for us yeah and there's some people another one that always um gets me is you know well and this just goes to the sexualization of breasts in general for nursing like yeah well is she gonna have like problems later down like in life or is she ever gonna stop nursing and i'm like it's with anything like it is there's we we can, like you said, it's a relationship. So if she decides that she's done, she's done. She's done. And that's okay. <laughs> and that's and okay. boys can do the same thing. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Yes. I haven't to anyone who's ner- who has nursing. We're here. We're past, here. Yeah. Past, <laughs> or who has at least told us that they've nursed their kids past, you know, one. Um, yeah. And I know for me, like my daughter, she kind of weaned herself a little bit when she was 14 months but I was like yeah I'm ready to go to two years old like for me that was my limit and yeah. I think we have to allow families to make those determinations their own limits yeah their own limits their own limits because we don't pay any of their bills so when we start paying bills <laughs> when we start getting checks um that's when exactly. <laughs> I'm, serious, uh, I'm serious yes okay how can families get access to your work and what is, um, what's in the makings? What can they expect more of? Okay. Well, I can tell you that I am one of two doulas from Empowering Your Birth, empoweringyourbirth.com. And so my um, partner, Chanel, is an awesome doula. She's been working with me for a little, actually a less than a year. It feels like it's been forever. <laughs> but um, you can find us on Empowering Your Birth. You can also buy art directly from me. Um, I'm now creating greeting cards. So I'm just happy to offer a different type of art. Um, and yeah, in Facebook and Instagram, I'm known as Ren the Doula, but yeah. I am empowering your birth. So. Okay. And I will definitely make sure both of those are in the show notes so that you get access to that. Um, but is there anything else you want to share with listeners, resources, advice, anything else mm-hmm. from your births? I, I think that having people surrounded by you that had that has the same philosophy, no matter if it's social media, no matter if it's like weekly um, breastfeeding groups, I think people need to be surrounded by people that have the same mind frame as they do. So if you don't necessarily agree with something, um, like 
telling people not to breastfeed their children. You need to get around. You need to speak it. You need to be a part of it. And yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for taking the time out today to talk to us. I'm so glad to, to have yeah, you. I was nervous. You made me feel comfortable. <laughs> <I'm so laughs> <nervous>. <laughs> Never be you nervous. Did. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Thank you so yes. much. Thanks for listening to Birth Stories in Color. To hear this show and other episodes, head to birthstoriesincolor.com. 